0: This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. The Four Elements in Their Graphic Effects, Exploring Shaders in a 2D Game by Roman Orfilov. Hello everyone. We are a small team that has been developing a 2D strategy game called Norland, a medieval kingdom simulator, for several years now. This is our second article about the 2D rendering of various effects in our game. You can read the previous article here. Just to remind you, the game is a 2D1 and is being developed on the GameMaker Studio 2 engine. Today, we will be discussing four elements, water, fire, earth, and air. What graphical effects do they encompass? Let's find out. Water. Currently, water doesn't have a profound impact on the gameplay in Norland. You can't build structures on it, and that's about it. You can't catch fish or construct ships yet. Nevertheless, it still needs to be rendered somehow. It all started with the development of a mock-up, a fake screenshot of the game drawn in a graphics editor. As the initial water reference, I used a screenshot from the game Graveyard Keeper, adjusted to our color palette. Artists created the tiles for the shoreline for us, but they struggled with the actual water surface. So, I had to come up with its appearance myself. The coastline tiles were drawn by our artists, but they had some difficulties with creating realistic water surfaces. Therefore, I had to come up with the appearance of the water myself. I had a rough understanding of how to create a shader for water. A seamless texture with caustics is overlaid on water tiles and waves and ripples are simulated by moving the UV coordinates of the water surface over a special noise texture, effect commonly known as displacement. I found the caustics on OpenGameArt, but I don't remember where I got the texture for shifting the UV coordinates. They are found online under various names. E. G. Bump Mapping Water Texture. The effect is simple at each point. I take the R and B components of the displacement texture color, which represent the shift value, and add it to the texture coordinates of the caustics. Additionally, the displacement texture I slooped and constantly shifted in a certain direction, which corresponds to the direction of water ripples. I recreated this shader in shade red, and if you're interested, you can view its implementation and experiment with your own parameter values and textures. The project can be downloaded here. Fire. Initially, to create the effect of burning houses, only particles were used. However, I quickly encountered a problem. To achieve a dense and vibrant fire effect, a significant number of particles were required. This, in turn, negatively affected the game's performance, Game Maker Studio 2. 3 is not the most performant engine, especially when a fire spread across half of the city. Moreover, I wasn't satisfied with the resulting effect. The fire seemed insubstantial and didn't blend well with the environment. You can see the results of this work in the game's announcement trailer. https://youtu.be/ruvyovp0hto t equals and embeddable equals to avoid game lag, it was necessary to reduce the number of particles. However, even with the initial particle count, the effect still appeared insufficiently dense. Therefore, a different approach was needed. In the end. I came up with a solution that involved a small number of particles in a special fire shader applied to the building texture, creating the desired density of the effect. The effect consists of several components 1. Creating a fire texture from purlin noise, overlaying this texture on the building, and animating the result, simple upward movement of the fire. 2. Darkening the building texture and subsequently, dissolving it, effect commonly known as dissolve, to fully destroy the building engulfed in fire. 3 several types of particles, smoke, scattered sparks from the fire, and an older fire effect that was used on a much smaller scale than before. I also transferred this effect to shade red. Earth. If you simply apply a tiled texture to the surface, it doesn't matter how good the texture is. As the camera moves away, it will look unpleasant. To achieve an acceptable result, it is necessary to somehow break the obvious repetitiveness of the pattern. Initially, I had the idea to generate various shaped and colored grass clumps and then randomly scatter them across the entire map. I was satisfied with this approach, it lasted for almost a year, but as the game is getting closer to release, it was time to revisit this task for polishing. The downside of using clumps became evident, to ensure even coverage of a map size 31,500 by 22,500, a large number of decals would be required, and they would inevitably intersect with each other, creating overdraw, excessive rendering of pixels that won't be visible on the screen due to object overlap. And it turned out that there might not be enough of them. Moreover, the shape of these clumps is predetermined, so creating new ones would require manual work in the editor. Therefore, I came up with another solution, generating a diverse surface pattern directly in the shader, GLSL fragment. The code for this shader is relatively simple. A tiled Perlin noise texture is fed into it, and the smooth step function is used to cut off areas that are darker than a threshold value. I perform this operation twice, but the second time, the noise texture is scaled and offset differently to avoid repeating patterns. Then, the spots are colored with designated colors and blended together based on alpha, and finally, a tiled grass texture is overlaid. In addition to the texture itself, various decals such as grass clumps, rocks, and dirt spots are placed on top of the grass. However, they are required in much smaller quantities than before. Here's the result before and after the effect. Air. Actually, this section is not specifically about air, but rather about color grading. However, I needed to align it with the overall concept of natural elements in the game Winking Face. LUT, look up table, is a technique that is well known in the photography and videography communities. Its purpose is the same everywhere: to colorize animage in a specific way. The LUT is essentially a texture usually 512 by 512 pixels, that encodes the entire RGB color range. Imagine it as a cube divided into layers. The texture may look something like this. The idea is that each RGB color corresponds to a specific pixel in this texture. The RGB components of the color are used as coordinates in the texture. For example, for the color red, FF0000, it would be the top right pixel in the first square. The job of a color grading shader is to change the color of each pixel in the image to the color corresponding to its pixel in the LUT texture. The only thing you need to do manually is prepare these LUT textures, but it's a fairly straightforward process. For example, let's say we want to create the effect of a sunset with a shift toward red tones. We take a screenshot from the game, load it into a photo editor, and start playing with color parameters using various tools like hue, saturation, brightness, contrast, etc. Personally, I would focus on shifting the hue toward red and increasing saturation, but feel free to let your imagination run wild. You could, for example, saturate only the red color and make everything else gray. Hello, Sin City. Next, you apply the same color adjustments to a neutral LUT texture. The result would look like this. Now, if you pass the render of our game through the color grading shader with this texture, the game will look exactly as the image was adjusted in the photo editor. In Norland. We use a set of five different LUT textures, each corresponding to a specific time of day, morning, day, evening, sunset, night, as well as a special texture for artificial lighting. At any given time, two textures are active and blended together to achieve a smooth transition in color grading. For example, if morning starts at 6 a.m. and day starts at 12 p.m., at 8 a.m. the color grading will be a mix of 33% morning LUT and 66% day LUT. There are many other effects in the game, artificial lighting, rain, blood, equipment damage, etc., of varying complexity, but there's still much work to be done, I'm currently brainstorming how to create snow and winter. But that's a story for another time. I hope you found it interesting. Thank you. Info also published here. Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn and publish.